What's going on, everybody? Cody Pass back with you for another edition of Mojo Sessions. It's going to be a good one today. I got Candice Martino on the show, social media star here in the hobby, former broadcaster. Talked to her about her background in broadcasting, how she got into this hobby, and her big plans for the coming year. But before we get to that, I want to reward our listeners here with a special promo that you can only use on mojobreak.com. Sessions 20 is the promo code like Mojo Sessions. Sessions 20, all one word. Use that promo code at mojobreak.com and you're going to get $20 off any order, whether that be breaks, personals, whatever it might be. Sessions 20, 20 bucks off your next order over at mojobreak.com. Get into a break, find something, get 20 bucks off sessions 20 simple as that and with that here is my interview with candace martina i got candace martina with me uh you know her from her amazing content on social media has become a social media star in her own right uh she's got press pass breaks that just started if you're looking for nfl and nba breaks and an upcoming podcast cardboard report first of all candace thanks for joining me today Cody, likewise, I'm super happy that we're able to finally connect and uh, get this thing going. Yeah, absolutely thrilled to do it. And I was just telling you before we started recording that I am really interested in your journey from where you started as a sports broadcaster. Also play college basketball, if I'm correct. So correct. the world of sports has been something, uh, obviously, a huge part of your life. And uh, yeah, because I had a background in sports radio, obviously, Two very different paths, you know, uh, but uh, I definitely am interested to hear somebody who came from sort of the same sort of path, uh, how you got to where you are now, why sports cards. But before we get into all that, uh, I always like to ask everybody, give me sort of your hobby history, your hobby journey. Were you collecting as a kid? What did you collect? Just kind of a brief background of what uh, attracted you to sports cards and the hobby in general. Yeah, sure. So um, I did collect throughout my childhood. Short little stint, though, right? Um, Elementary school, I can remember second, third, fourth grade with the boys, uh, early 2000s, collecting cards, throwing them around, not taking care of them, putting them in, you know, the page protectors, then throwing them in the binder and up into the attic. They went for quite some time. Uh, Pokemon as well, which I cannot find those cards anywhere. Uh, (laughs) I think my nephew traded them when he was in sixth grade. So I think they're long gone, but yeah, it was something that kind of came and went never stuck. Um, and if I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't realize how big the hobby actually was until I got into it about six, seven, eight months ago. Yeah. I, I think, uh, a lot of people who got back into this, I think, would share that same sentiment, uh, you know, and when I was back at Sports Radio, I've told the story on our, our main podcast when I was working there during uh, the during 2020, where there was just nothing to talk about. No stories whatsoever. But the stories that kept popping up were LeBron James card sells for a million dollars. Oh, this other sports card just sold for six figures. You go, what's going on right now? What's what is happening here? But, yeah, you're right. When you get into this, as big as it is, there is still this very like tight knit community that it feels like it, it for many for a long time felt like the best kept secret uh in sports uh for quite a while uh i want to talk about your sports broadcasting career so you started off going down that path um, right obviously have veered off from that um what are the things that 
when you were pursuing that career, if you could go back in time and tell yourself, I wish I knew these, this, this, and this, what would you tell yourself? First things first is money, right? Like you have to understand what you're getting into. And sadly, broadcasting is a field that hasn't progressed like other industries. And the money is just not there. It's not there for kids coming out of college. It's not there for people that are 10 years down the road, especially with inflation within the economy and the entire world, right? After COVID, it's a struggle. Um, I got my master's degree in 2020. And that's kind of where, you know, my idea of maybe going outside of broadcasting began because I'm looking around and I'm like looking at my paycheck, looking at the hours. Um, and it was a very, very competitive field. And not to say that like, Hey, you know, if I stuck to it, I couldn't have, you know, you know, followed through and made it to a network. That's not what I'm saying. It's just, I wanted more for myself and I knew more opportunities were out there. So I kind of put that aside and really everything kind of came together for me the last month or two. So this is really a perfect time for us to connect, to kind of talk about where I'm at with everything and how that uh, eventually led into this. Yeah, it's been it's quite a path to go from that to now where you are, where you're starting your own uh, you're breaking. You've got your own sports card media brand here. So it's it's obviously that shift has definitely paid off. Yeah, I, I can remember. I'm sure you got this conversation too. Uh hearing from some people in the industry, whether it be TV, radio, film, whatever, they I remember one person in particular said, uh, get out now. I went, what? <laughs> no, I, this is what am I even doing here? He said, you have to be absolutely committed to like, it's going to be a grind. It's going to be times where you go, what am I doing? You have to absolutely yeah. love this. And I've, I've heard that more often than not. I can remember doing an internship at a news station down here in Tampa. And somebody said, I mean, you're insane. Like you must be in an insane asylum because you're committing yourself to this field that doesn't pay out. And when you're 20, 21, 22 years old, you don't really realize, right? Like you don't realize that, Hey, I have to make a living. You think, Oh, it's no big deal. Like I'm going to head to ESPN right away. I'm going to have a multi-million dollar contract. Look, newsflash, a lot of ESPN talent, they don't make that money. A lot of them aren't even full-time. Most of them are just freelancers, right? And they're working side jobs or starting their own businesses. So that's just not the reality with television. Um, and that's something I wish I would have known. But if I didn't go through that path, I wouldn't be where I'm at right at this very moment. So I'm thankful for that. Um, you know, and luckily I, I pivoted when, when it was hot and, you know, it's working out for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think in general, too, you see the direction just in the last year, I feel like it's something that's been building. But for certain, the last year where I think the public finally sees things are shifting, like over the summer, all of the layoffs that happened at ESPN, where it's massive names. Susie Cobbler has been there forever. Steve Young, mm -hmm. all these people are gone um, and they shift their focus to going more of the podcast sort of, uh, you know, daily to you know, Pat McAfee getting that huge deal. Stephen A, those yeah. are the real stars lifting it so in a way like do you feel like it maybe is like this blessing in disguise that you get out of that space as traditional sports broadcasting whether it be ESPN or FS1 or whatever has taken a massive seismic shift here in the last year or a couple of years yeah absolutely I've been saying as of late like traditional television is dead right we're in television 3.0 right so we passed the newspapers we passed all that we passed the local TV now it's digital and you're seeing these YouTube stars, like for example, I I don't know if it was um, 
it was some type of wrestling might've been like two or three years ago. They picked a, a social media influencer to do the broadcast and you had people outraged like, Oh my God, you know, she didn't have the background for this, but she has the audience. Right. So like you're seeing people who have this digital real estate that everybody wants that maybe your traditional local sportscasters, they don't have. So at this point, you don't even really need to go to school for that get a cheap mic, right? Get a camera, start your own podcast. And you might have a chance of getting signed to a network, getting signed to local, you know, uh, yeah. a radio station, things like that. So it wasn't as hard for me to leave as you really would think, because I'm still doing everything that I want. And there's still a possibility down the road, especially in the hobby with the way it's growing, you know, there could be a network. There could be something that is on the national level that I could see myself at. Yeah, we're getting a lot of new voices, a lot of folks like yourself with the, the media training and all of that, that it does feel like we're on the verge maybe yes. of being like, well, wait a minute, should we take advantage of this? We all these people are flocking to this space and people still in media. You know, we we run into like Adam Lefko at the, the National every yep. single year. So it, it's all there. It's it's just brewing, ready, ready to to pop off at any time. Uh so yeah what do you so again you make that shift like i said and uh social media is really the first outlet for that uh what was the spark what was the what was the moment where you realized this is the way i have to this is the path i have to blaze here and move forward on this one yeah so it was a little unorthodox um i got really lucky because i went viral last year at this time you know, I, I really just wanted to get a job. I wanted to leave, you know, uh, this 97 television market that I was in and get to a top 10 city. Um, long story short, I'm from Pittsburgh. I had an interview. I would have been the first weekend female sports anchor ever at that station. I didn't get the job and I was absolutely crushed. And I can remember, you know, I spent all this out, you know, all these hours making that perfect shot, taking that perfect photo, writing the perfect script for everybody else. And at one point I'm like, look, just turn the camera on me, right? Like take pictures, document your life, show your personality. And, and that's something I did. And within five, five reels, I think on Instagram, I went viral over like 30 million views, went from 2000 followers to 222,000 in three weeks. Now, granted, I have lost some since then, just because they followed me because I was in the news, right? So not every sports fan is a collector. And that's something I'm battling right now. It's I'm battling, here's my old audience. How do I cater to them while gaining the respect of the hobby? Um, so once I kind of realized that back last year, back at this time, I'm like, wow, I have this platform that all these doors can now be open for me just because I have it. And, and I'm going to be honest, I don't expect to step into the hobby and, and gain everybody's respect just like that. I'm somebody that's going to work really hard and you're going to see that. And I'm sure you have seen that the last six months of me being here, but you know, hopefully me having that platform can show you guys that I am a credible source, right. And I am a trustworthy person inside the hobby. Yeah, I think already that that has been proven. To, absolutely, we saw what you were doing uh, at the national, talking to some of the biggest names, and you know, bringing that nice balance. And I think that is what it is to bring people into this space. Is you do have to strike that balance of you are providing analysis and hot takes and whatever you want to call it. But yeah, just finding that shift uh, to the sports card world uh, definitely got to uh, figure that out. By the way. Uh, 
now I realize I did not wear this shirt on purpose, by the way. If, <laughs> for our audio listeners, I'm wearing a Roberto Clement t-shirt. But uh, you, you grew up uh, born and raised in Pittsburgh, is that right? Yeah, born and raised. Um, and if you were to ask me, was that my dream job going back to Pittsburgh? It wasn't. And this will kind of segue into the shirt that I'm wearing right now, Cards for Cancer. Um, you know, my nephew got diagnosed when he was 15. We're from Pittsburgh with osteosarcoma. I really felt, you know, last year at this time, a year and a half ago, that that's where, you know, God was leading me to was back home to Pittsburgh, you know, this homecoming, be around my family, be with my nephew. It really seemed like this storybook ending for me, right. To be in a top 25 city, the first female. And, you know, I was a well-known athlete. I still am back home from being successful at the high school and college level, but it just didn't take me that way. Um, and again, you know, I, I took it to social media. I started promoting myself. And after about six months of getting into sports cards again, I, you know, I really hit the stride and that's, uh, that's one of the things you mentioned breaking, but now, you know, here I am with a nonprofit cards for cancer as well. Yeah. Amazing work, by the way. Uh, what's what you have dedicated your life to doing this. Uh, it's, it's really phenomenal stuff uh, to to use that energy, use your platform towards something like that. I think that's uh, what you know, I think is too is as the years goes go on and that sort of the idea of what that that dream is morphs and changes you do get that clarity of what is important what really matters and using your platform for that i just it's tremendous i got to applaud you on it so uh, it's fantastic yeah i appreciate it and and one thing i kind of learned throughout the last couple months is you can't be afraid to pivot if something doesn't work try something else. So you're going to fail and fail and fail again. If I were to tell you guys what I had my hands in the last couple of years, and I'm just trying, you know, to make a little extra money or trying to get into this industry. I, I mean, I could go on for hours. So that's kind of the name of the game for me is just pivoting. And I think the person who pivots the most, you know, and doesn't stay married to a traditional thought process, you're going to be successful no matter what you do. Um, and, and not to say yet, like in cards that I am or any which way, but eventually I will because I, I trust in the process of, of the pivoting. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a, a heck of an industry to pivot to. Things are, it's a, it's a fun industry. It's exciting. It's even with the ups and downs where things have sort of leveled off at post 2020, 2021. Uh, I think there's still this like tremendous amount of excitement and growth that's happening, especially as you hear possibly more big shows next year with whatever Fanax and all that. So uh, just, just tell me a little bit about your new ventures. So start off with, with press pass breaks, uh, start off with that. Just tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So press pass breaks. I came up with the name, obviously from being a journalist, we get press pass going to the game. So my kind of pitch there is like be courtside with Candace, right. Or like field view failed level with Candace, um, started about a month ago. I didn't know if breaking was something that I truly wanted because I saw a lot of breakers, you know, with a lot of followers and they're screaming and they're hitting buttons. And that's just not my personality. My personality is I'm going to analyze, I'm going to provide the facts, right? Kind of similar to what my television background is, you know, and, and I'm going to get excited for the big cards, but you're not going to see me screaming. So I was a little bit hesitant to get into that space till I realized like, look, it is what you make of it, right? Like everybody is different. We're all individuals. So just be the best you that you can possibly be. So I decided to, um, to jump into this a little bit here. And just because I have the platform um, and, and I'm really fortunate. And if I can reach just a small percentage of those who I have that already follow me, who aren't collectors, I'm doing my job 
building the hobby, growing the hobby. And that's exactly, you know, where this hobby wants to go. And especially with Michael Rubin, right. In the next couple of years, like 10 Xing it. So that's kind of where that started with press pass. Um, you know, I'm doing it live on Instagram. I'm not going to do whatnot right now. You know, I, I have no plans with fanatics. I, I'm not sure if I ever do truth be told. Um, I'm not somebody that, that likes the fees. I think it's, it's BS. Um, so if I can do it on Instagram and do the manual work, I'm a workhorse. I'll do it and and I'll give the best prices. Yeah. And give it to the, you know, bring it right back to the people. And obviously, yeah, where you've grown that following, where you've grown uh, the people who follow you the most, love your stuff. So yeah, bring it right back to them. I think that's a great, great, great call. Uh, since you've been in this space, do you still, what are the things you've noticed maybe that you like, the things that you still feel like maybe are lacking? And I'm talking not just the hobby, but maybe even this sports card media, sports card social media. What do you think that uh, compared to where you have been previous careers, what they do well and maybe things that still need some improvement or uh, still need representation or whatever that may be? Yeah, I think you just mentioned it. Representation, uh, being a female, especially, right? There's not many of us, but there is a group, right? Women in the hobby, which yeah. is absolutely incredible. They're doing amazing things. Um, and I think that's so important. I think it's so important to see people who reflect who you are, whether it's a different skin color, whatever you, you know, ethnicity doesn't matter, gender, to see them in the hobby, to know that that's a space to welcome you. And I think, you know, I really do applaud the hobby for that because I can see it moving forward when a lot of industries might be a little bit resistant to change. So I, I really like that. And not only that, it's moving forward by being in the digital space. Like we're here talking about social media. You and I are connecting right now via our computers. It has been very interesting and fascinating to see how far that the hobby has taken it on social media, even with the breaks, right? Or, you know, just hopping on and YouTube's you don't necessarily see that in a lot of industries. So that's, that's definitely a, a way to grow it. And I can see people coming across it on YouTube and being like, Oh, wow, you know, look at this and they get hooked. And next thing you know, they're in the hobby. Yeah. You know, I could just tell you from going in and I've only been working professionally in this space for a few years, but from last year's national to this year's national, the difference in the crowd, uh, the diversity yeah. in the crowd is like night and day. So uh, it's been great to see that change happening here in this space. Uh, real quick, I want to get back to uh, talking about, like you said, the social media, how everything has, the formula has completely changed in a lot of ways. Uh, is there like even, I've tried to figure this out. You know, you tried to gravitate towards like, well, this thing is going viral. So I have to talk about this and maybe that doesn't work. And then the thing you least expect to go viral where you go, eh, I might as well post something about this. And it becomes maybe your most popular thing you've ever posted. And it, uh, there are times where I am pleasantly surprised by it. There's times where I want to kind of bang my head against the wall of like, what is the secret sauce here? What have you found in your strategy for content, posting content, uh, whatever it may be, a hot topic video? What has what has been your strategy going into it? What has worked? What doesn't work? Or is it kind of just like timing and luck is a huge part of it, too? Yeah. I always say it's, it's a lot of strategy and a little bit of luck. Yeah. Um, every video that I post has a purpose. It has a call to action. I know what text color that is going to resonate better in your mind, where to place the text, right? How short to keep it, where to edit the, you know, the different type of cuts. Whereas some people who don't have that broadcast background, like I do with the video editing, the writing producing might not necessarily understand. 
Um, so that's kind of where I would start off. You know, it's not like, Hey, you know, it's what I think is going to perform well is going to perform well. Cause sometimes I spend hours editing and it flops. I mean, I, it, that's just the truth of it. It's striking the algorithm when it's hot, it's understanding it, but also working with it. Right. Like a lot of people are, Oh man, the algorithm, it's the algorithm, but no, it's not the algorithm. It's you're not providing what your viewers and your followers truly want. And that's your job, right. As this community leader on your page to say, what do you guys want to see more of? And they're going to tell you, like, if these people are truly invested in you, like, remember, social media isn't about me. Like, everyone wants to say me, like media. It, it's not. It's about your followers. If you can keep that in mind and you can understand the little psychological things with editing a video clip, where to, you know, where to put the text, where to put the images, you're going to do really well. Um, I've had multiple videos go viral. I think right now I'm probably at like five and it's just, it's not because I plan it. It's just because I really did cater to my audience and, and I still do even throughout this whole rebranding process for myself. Yeah. It's uh, like you said, yeah, it's, it is funny those days where you like spent five, six hours on something. You go, man, this is it. This is my masterpiece. I finally figured it out. And it's just like, does it happen? But yeah, you're right. It is, it is absolutely once you put it out there, it isn't yours anymore. Uh, it is, it, it is at the whim of the followers of the collectors or whoever is is ingesting that so it's good to keep that in mind i'm writing it down uh I, if you're if you're ever doing like a master class or something on social media yeah absolutely absolutely uh I, that's even something i i toggled with you know down the road being able to help out um it's just little things right like go to youtube teach yourself educate yourself on video editing even that one percent better on the video it, i can promise you it's going to get you a few more views and you're absolutely. going to continue to get them. Yeah, absolutely. Every little bit. That's it. It's, it's, it's again, it's the, it's an old adage. Sorry to use a cliche, but it is, it is not a sprint. It's a marathon here. Yeah, you exactly. Know, it's not going to happen overnight. Sometimes and it might, there might be one post where it clicks off, but it, yeah. it is not an overnight success. We all know that. Uh, before I let you go, I do, I, we, we got to actually talk the hobby in general yes. here. I wouldn't, I would not want to let you go without <laughs> it. I know basketball and football, that is uh, your bread and butter. So I do want to get your thoughts on a couple of players here. Sure. Uh, NBA season's coming up. Any basketball players uh, that you are thinking about collecting, investing in? Who are you high on? Who are you maybe like, it's time to sell before uh, things bottom out on certain players here in the NBA? Yeah. So first I'll preface this with this. I'm from Pittsburgh. We do not have an NBA team. I've never got to see an NBA game up until a few years ago which is shocking because I'm, you know, I was a college athlete, yeah. but I went over to play C, you know, play pro overseas. Um, I do root for players, not teams, but now being located here in Tampa, I can't help but ignore the guy next door, right? Banchero. Like that's who I, I'm high on him. You know, I, I like players that come out of Duke. I mean, I like the whole philosophy, obviously look at the success that coach K has had. Right. I mean, that's just, they breed success right at the next level. So he's, he's a player that I've been collecting. I definitely want to, you know, hit up some of their games there, try to get some autographs, uh, you know, hang over there with the sports cards, things like that. Um, but yeah, that, and, and this is so cliche as well, right? I mean, it's Steph Curry. I I'm a shooter. I'm a left-handed shooter. The way he has transformed the game from shooting the three point range. Right. I mean, you got little kids now, who are, are warming up from half court. It doesn't matter. That makes the game more exciting. Some people hate it. I love it. I'm an advocate for that. So, I mean, if I can get my hand on Steph Curry's cards, 
that are valuable, which obviously right now are out of reach. Eventually, I want to obtain that. Um, definitely Steph Curry. Yeah, on the dream list. Uh, yeah, hey, we're yeah. we're based in the Bay Area, so uh, we're always yeah. all about yeah, Steph Curry forever and ever to the moon. Yeah, no no doubt about it. Huge huge Steph fans around here. Uh, let me give you a little rapid fire for football. All right, I'm let's just ask you it's a little buy or sell on some of the big football names right now. Like I said, we're in the Bay Area, so I have to talk about Brock Purdy. Uh, buy or sell. I actually want to know because I do feel like we are in this bubble here where we're all like Brock is the chosen one. He cannot be stopped. Where do you land on Brock? By uh, his, his progressions, his past progressions are unbelievable. Uh, even if you don't have a background in football, look, I never put a helmet on. I never put a pad on, you know, pads, but I can see the way he goes through his progressions and that's why they're so successful. I mean, I, I, that's just the truth. I'm from Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett does not do that. Um, and, and that's hurting him, right? Like that hurts the offense. So I really like Brock Purdy. I think he has a feel for a game. If you're an athlete or former athlete, like athletes, no athletes, right? So like, he's the truth. I, I truly think that. Yeah, it's uh, I took me a while to believe. I'll be honest, because I just yeah. that, that last pick sort of that it just was hanging that cloud over his head of like he was the last pick for a reason. Right. It had to have been. But uh, he's proven everyone but, wrong. It's pretty but incredible. also, I mean, like you got kids that come. Where do you go to college again? I, I'm not sure if I can recall. Uh, Iowa State. He was OK, out. Iowa State. Yeah. Right. So like they're not a big football school. Right. I no. mean, let's just let's just be real with that. They're better with basketball. I that's the thing, right? And that's the thing you're going to see more down the road with, with social media, again, growing, not only the hobby, but the game, like people are going to get seen more and more at those levels that aren't at the big schools, the power five schools, right? Because of social media. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot more stories like Purdy. He's not gonna be the first. He's not gonna be the last. Yeah, it's true. It's a great point because I think we've seen it in basketball. There have been guys who have just gone viral and that got them about 10, even, you know, maybe jump from the second round to the first round. Uh, yep. We saw it a couple of years in baseball. Red Sox plays Jordan yep. was a high school star doing that. So, yeah, it's a, it's a brave new world here with with social media, the way it's going to affect the drafts. Uh, next. Again, you mentioned Kenny Pickett, too. Uh, yeah, no way. I'm not going to I'm not going to let that one go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What's the I, I do want to know what's the temperature on Pickett among Steeler fans right now? He's not it. I mean, he's just, he's just not the franchise quarterback. If anybody has an issue with me saying that, please, my DMs are open. I will talk it all day long. Look, if preseason counted, I would say we were winning the Super Bowl, but he's going against the twos and the threes. He's not going against the ones. And that's just the truth. Uh, I think he struggles. And, and here's another reason outside of Pickett, it's the offensive coordinator, you know, Matt Canada. He does not want to throw the rock down the field. Sorry, guys, you invested in Pickett, but you got to pay attention to the outside elements. And it's just not that offense is not working for him. No, and if it, I were you, yeah. get rid of him because until until Canada's gone and, and out of that seat in the press box, you're not going to see the way you want him to. Yeah, uh, man, that is I think everyone wants it to work. Obviously, hometown yeah. kid, you know, comes through, becomes a star. I mean, it's the greatest story if it works, but it. It yeah. revitalized Pittsburgh, you know, last year. I could remember, I was like, look, I'm going to wait to get his jersey. And he had two good games last year. And I'm like, oh, hell, Kenny Pickett, like, went out and bought his jersey. I'm ride or die last year. Okay, I'm like, it's his first season. But, I mean, come on. Other players in his class obviously have progressed farther along than him in year two. And I think you're just going to see a wider separation. And, again, it's it's the offensive coordinator, unfortunately, as well. 
Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Well, hey, there is. Uh, I did just actually before we started, I saw a rumor. Apparently, Kirk Cousins might be on the open market. I don't know if that's appealing. I I did see that. I like him. Um, I don't know if you watched the quarterback. Uh, what was it on Netflix? Yes. Good. And it made me like him even more because he's such a simple guy. I just don't think it comes down to the surrounding cast. And, and right. you can argue that out in, in Minnesota, right, with Jefferson. But look, I wanted I wanted Baker Mayfield. I, I'm just going to be honest. Like, I'm going to put that out there when he and was leaving Cleveland. Yeah, he has. And I'm so happy I'm down in Tampa, Florida, and I get to cheer for him. But when he was leaving Cleveland, I'm like, look, the Steelers got to pick – he, the guy, he wins. He wins. I think a lot of it, 90% in the NFL, not, I would say 80, 80, 20. It's confidence, right? Once you lose that, like you're just going to flatline. And that's yeah. the truth. And now he has a back in Tampa and he looks good and it's exciting and the city's behind him. And I just, you know, I think the Steelers dropped the ball on that one, unfortunately. Ah. Yeah, they locked in on pick. I mean, I get it. You locked in on the guy. You you, you drafted. You yeah. want to make it work. But yeah, Baker looks one of the best stories in the NFL. It's really, really incredible to see him doing that. Yeah. Uh, talk about another QB from Florida to a Tagovailoa. Uh, I've always been a big fan. I, I'm so happy that he looks as good as he does. Uh, where are you? Uh, so I don't know if you did the Tua non. I know that's like a thing, which like either you are all in on Tua or you are like, no, he's the worst ever. So uh, are we in on Tua? Are we out on Tua? Where do you land? Yeah, I'm in. I like Tua. I think he's proven himself, right? I mean, look at the the Miami franchise. They're they're winning now. I mean, years ago that wasn't the case. Maybe they'd have some big upsets here and there, but consistently they're winning at a consistent level and they have the pieces. And and that's what I try to tell people in the hobby too. Like, look, you can chase the quarterback, that's fine, but if they don't have the surrounding cast, they're not going to be successful. I yeah. mean, that's just you have to see the whole game for what it is not just the prices of the cards. Yeah, not everybody is going to be Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes that can do it. Doesn't matter. You can throw right. the four string receivers. That can do it by themselves. Exactly, right. exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You throw at them. They got it. Uh, but yeah, to a, I mean, that cast, you can't, you can't deny it. Uh, and even in the 2020 class, which is just such a loaded class for the hobby, uh, the fact that he now, I mean, look, uh, maybe I'm being by at least top three right now yeah. in yeah. that class. And for years and years was way undervalued among that class. It's good to see it finally uh, coming through. All right. Before I let you go, uh, let's talk about the podcast. I want to hear uh, it's coming up. Uh, the yes. brand new card podcast, cardboard report. Uh, when can we expect it? What can we expect? What are you going to be talking about? Let us know about the pot. Yeah, so it's kind of following along with the broadcast background, cardboard report, being a reporter. Um, and, and that's exactly what I wanted to. You know, I, I want to get to the bottom of stories. I want to bring some some guests on that maybe you're not going to be able to see or, or get to yourself. It's kind of taken a backseat the last month. You know, I announced it and then it went quiet. Uh, just because I started the nonprofit, it's that's kind of first in my heart right now. And, and I have to go, which, you know, which way God's leading me. And, and that's it. Um, but you can expect probably in another month, I can guarantee it'll be in full swing come come Thanksgiving, uh, especially a great time for football. Right. And all the sports are in action again. Um, so I, I, you know, top people in the hobby outside of the hobby. I'm going to tap into my, you know, my athlete Rolodex, talk to them. Um, and I think it's going to be really good stuff. And I think, you know, being a rookie myself, it's going to help bring people who maybe are a little hesitant, right. To like, okay, well, you know, I like cards, but I'm a little timid to go to a card show and I don't know much about it. 
you know, come, come listen, come listen to my podcast. We'll be, we'll be able to teach you all those things. Yeah. Can't wait to hear it. Uh, always like it, it, the thing too, that you learn being in this is you do realize these athletes really like this. There's a lot of athletes who really, really like this stuff, who follow it. And there's more coming along as well. Oh, it's, Uh, it's, it's tremendous. And, you know, probably the last two or three months, previous athletes that I followed and I got to cover uh, my, you know, five, six years being a sports reporter have reached out to me you know, Hey, I don't know anything about sports cards, but I do know all the sports card hype. Like, can you talk to me about it? And I've talked to quite a few who are in the MLB and who are in the NFL. Um, and, and to have them behind it like that, you know, they're talking in the locker room, right. And you know, they, they, they talk about their sports cards. You're going to see a lot more, especially with fanatics being in the space. Yeah. More breaks in the locker room. Yeah. Tuned in to wherever to, to press pass breaks to yes. breaks, wherever, just get it on <laughs> in the locker room. If you're ever in a locker room, just flip it on. Just be like, Oh yeah. What's this thing? You know? So yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's the end right there. Uh, Candace, uh, this was a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, let us know more about uh, where we can find you and please uh, about the nonprofit, where people can go, where people can help. Uh, please. If you'd like to share uh, all that. Yeah, absolutely. I'll start with that first. The nonprofit is, cards for cancer on instagram it's cardboard for cancer unfortunately somebody took the name when i announced it uh i was a little too slow to it but um we have a website cardsforcancer.org if you want to donate that'll be up and running shortly we're about to be a 501c3 which takes some time so we'll be legitimate throughout you know the united states and recognized um i do have really big plans if anybody works for the NFL, contact me because I want to partner with you guys um, and, and whatever sports league that might be interested. So go ahead and we're taking donations. Our PO box is listed on there. Send your cards in that, you know, that maybe you don't want or you don't want to sell. Like we'll sell them for you and we'll give it to a good cause. And then lastly, my personal social media, Candice Martino TV, um, you know, it's all there. So there you go. Uh, Candace, I, I can tell you, knowing being in this hobby community, uh, the, how tight knit it is that everybody, even competitors, are all friends. Uh, yep. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Everybody get on it. This is an amazing cause. And uh, uh, that's fantastic for you to get that going, uh, start that up. And I think the hobby will catch on to it and uh, really make it something special. So, Candace, thank you so much. And uh, best of luck on the podcast, on the breaks. And we'll talk to you down the road. Likewise, Cody. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon.